Hey guys, welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Marley Weirda here. No Brett today, but I couldn't be more excited to dive into today's episode because we are just talking hope and inspiration and all positive things. So for starters, there was a really big announcement made today. We are recording on Friday, May 22nd, um, that the Illinois Athletic Department is going to allow athletes uh, to come back on campus uh, to start training. That will be starting on June 3rd. Uh, We'll get more into that in a moment, but first I wanted to touch on uh, maybe one of the most inspiring stories that I I have heard to this day. Um, We spoke to Bobby Roundtree today. It was the first time that he spoke to the media uh, since his accident, which happened one year ago this month. Uh, So to give you a little bit of background, um, Bobby Roundtree, he is a Illinois defensive end that suffered a severe spinal cord injury in a swimming accident a year ago back in Florida. And since then, he has been making strides to recover and get stronger. He says that ultimately his goal is to to get the strength back to walk again and and regain independence. And his story is, is really inspiring. I wasn't here for a lot of the time that he was playing, but uh, I do know that he was a very prevalent um, player and uh, an impactful player on the team. Um, Just to give you a little context, his sophomore year, so in 2018, he had 66 tackles, um, 12 tackles for loss. He he led the Illini with tackles for loss as well as sacks. He had seven uh, in 2018, so he was – a very impactful player for the Atlanta, as I mentioned, and uh, had had a probably a promising future in uh, the NFL. So for him to kind of go through this accident and you know now not really being able um, to walk is is absolutely tragic. But just the motivation and um, just his desire to to get stronger and get better height is it inspired me and um, a lot of other people out there. So uh, we spoke to him today on a Zoom call. Um, It was really great to to hear from him and and his journey about what uh, he's been going through. So we are going to actually share his full uh, interview with you today on the podcast. So here it is. Uh, Hope you enjoy and uh, get to, you know, experience just some of the inspiration that he shared uh, with us and others today. I mean, this week, it didn't feel like a year, actually. Um, you know, when my mom said it when I was at therapy, uh, I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, it's been a it's been a long ride. I mean, it's, and it's not finished yet. But uh, uh, it w- it wasn't really like getting to me at all because you know, seeing myself from the beginning until now, like um, knowing that I'm going forward, you know, um, it felt it feels good that. Uh, you know, everyone's saying I'm making big gains and it's only been a year. So um, it just makes me want to go harder, actually. Before I open it up for everybody else, kind of tell us where you're at right now, where you're working, where your therapy is at, what you're doing on a daily basis, what your daily schedule is like. So uh, Mondays and Fridays, I go over on campus to Drez. Um, and we do about an hour and a half close to two hours uh, each session I go there. And then also every other week uh, I go to Carl. And, but we're trying to get it to where I can go more, or at least three days, the three days that I uh, don't go to Dres, And then 
also me and my mom do workouts at home. You know, when we're just sitting around, we just find new things to do that's going to benefit me. Okay. Well, I want to open it up to our media group here. And so I'll kind of let everybody know who's up and, and then who's on deck. And so I'm just going to go, I'm not sure what orders on your computer, but mine, I'll start. Uh, Nico from channel 15 here in Champaign, you're up and Joey Wagner, you're on deck. Hey, Bobby. Great to see you. Um, I've gotten to see you around campus a couple times at uh, right. Jock Jams and Pro Day. Um, you have that same smile that you've always had and that same general demeanor. Who's maybe been the biggest influence for you going through such a difficult time to, to not change who you are as a person? You know, uh, my mom, you know, she's been here since the beginning. And, um, you know, she pushes me. And, you know, when when things like get kind of hard, uh, she just tell me, uh, you know, it won't be forever. It won't be forever. And, um, you know, she just tell me, you know, look at, look at where you started at, you know, when you first got hurt and, you know, also people reaching out, telling me how, how good I'm looking and, you know, just seeing that, um, I'm inspiring others, you know, it, it, it makes me small, you know, it puts a smile on my face and, um, it just feels good. And also, also another thing is, you know, positive, you know, keeping positive thoughts will help me, you know, get through this. So I just, I just keep trying to be positive. Thanks, Bobby. Joey, you're up. Hey, Bobby, good to good see you again. I, I guess, what have you learned about yourself most in this last year? I mean, are you doing things that you know, you didn't know you could do maybe mentally during this process? Right. Uh, you know, I just, I learned that I'm, I'm strong, you know. Um, I probably wouldn't think I'll be able to, you know, do this. But, I mean, here I am doing it. So, you know, it just taught me, you know, you know, always, also always have a, a backup plan. You know, I, I was, you know, just thinking about the NFL. But, you know, I got hurt you know, and, you know, one door closed, more open. And it, it just taught me, you know, I'm a strong young man and I'm, uh, you know, still got goals to reach and I'll, I'll reach them. Jeremy Werner, you're up. Uh, John Supini, you're on deck. Hey, Bobby, it's, it's great to see you, man. Um, I, I'm just wondering what motivates you through all of this, through, through the dark times, through the injuries, what, what motivates you? You know, uh, just, you know, having that independence again, you know, I, I, I'm not used to having, you know, my mom and everybody uh, caring for me and doing things for me that I can't do. And I can't wait to just be independent again. And also, you know, I got goals. I, I want to, I want to, you know, travel. I want, I'm not saying this is keeping me from doing that, but, you know, just, getting back to what I really want to be and do and, you know, just seeing, just seeing um, that how I used to be, I, I lost so much weight and I was so weak and seeing that, you know, it, it's, you got to put in a lot of work to, you know, get stronger and get back on your feet. And, you know, I, I love working. Um, I hate sitting around. I, I hate when they say I can't work out and, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just a go-getter, so. And, and then just to follow up on Bobby, um, 
Why do you want to tell your story? I mean, I just want to show everybody, you know, anything's possible, you know. You can you could be, you know, on top of the world and something happened and you know, things might not go as planned, but you know, there there's, you know, things out there for everybody and I just want to show everybody uh that this injury isn't going to um, you know, overcome me. I'm going to I'm going to beat this and I'm uh going to be successful. Thanks, Bobby. John Supini's up, but uh, before we start with John, just uh, Jeremy Bush joined us. And I'm going to, after John asks his question here, uh, maybe ask Jeremy to give a little bit of a perspective um, as someone who has been with Bobby through this whole process very closely. I know working with him and talking with him and communicating, but John, go ahead and then we'll uh, bring Jeremy in for a moment. Hey, Bobby, this is a question that they often ask on job interviews, but what do you see yourself doing in five years from now? Five years from now, I see myself walking again, you know, traveling with my mom, uh, maybe coaching and or maybe, uh, you know, starting a, you know, um, a rehab center or something, you know, I want to do something that's going to help, you know, people you know, that that's been through this. And I want to just show everybody, you know, anything is possible, no matter your situation. So Jeremy, you know, you and you've been part of this process really since last May, uh, from the very beginning, can you put a little bit of perspective of what you've seen Bobby accomplish and from last year to now and, and everything in between and, and, and give us a little bit of a, of a backstory there. Sure. I tell you, when when uh, Bobby first stepped on campus, uh, his freshman year, you saw this this natural leader. He had this. I, I joked with him a lot, and still do to this day. He's got this million dollar smile. Everybody gravitates to him naturally, right? So that, you kind of knew what you were getting with right away. And then after this injury, uh, you 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 watched a person that that's been truly at, at the worst point in his life and he doesn't acknowledge that to where it defeats him but he acknowledges it to motivate him so he uses i mean he's he's truly your your idea of inspiration and hope on a daily basis you know he's gone from um the simplest of, of struggles to uh, absolutely overcoming everything uh, that you put in front of him he's not one of them he, it, He's right in the fact that he says uh, he doesn't like to sit still and doesn't want to be told that he can't do something. Uh, be, you know, knocking down my door and blowing my phone up about what we can do and what we have to do and what we still need to get done uh, every day is is uh, an inspiration for me when just talking to Bobby because he he will push the limits at all times. He is going to push himself. Uh, he is never satisfied. Satisfied. So. He's got a natural born gift uh, and that's gonna that's truly been bit, probably the biggest blessing for us all uh, to watch that blossom and, and truly motivate everybody around him so um, it's amazing to watch him persevere through his rehab through his, his daily journey uh, and just kind of to be to be able to take a step back and, and watch it it's truly amazing to see where he came from in the beginning to where he's at now uh, but again, that, that truly, that started well before all of this. You saw that. That's, that's who he is to his core, uh, which 
obviously uh, is, is the best asset all throughout this. Thank you. Kent, you're muted. Thanks. We'll we'll open it up for Jeremy and um, and Bobby as questions come along. Gavin, good, you're up. Kedrick, you're on deck. Hey, Bobby, it's amazing to to see and hear from you. Um, I'm just wondering. Um, you know, Coach Smith said he was with you in the days after your accident in the locker, or not in the locker, in the hospital. And um, I'm just wondering what that meant to you and, and what that was like having him there for you. Thanks. It meant a lot. Um, it meant a lot, you know. He was probably, you know, having uh, had a lot going on. And he, you know, came and spent some nights with me and, you know, was there for my family during this hard time. And it meant a lot having, you know, your head coach and your coaching staff and your trainers there. Uh, it, it felt good because, you know, you know, they, they they put whatever they had to aside to be with me, and it felt good. Kedrick? Hey, Bart, Evan, Evan's on deck. Good to see you again. Quick question. Uh, can you talk about the support that the university has given you, whether it be, you know, your hospital stay or just the media? I mean, they've done a really good job of making sure people don't forget about you. What does that mean to you, the support that, that you receive from the University of Illinois in general? You know, with everybody still behind me and pushing me, um, you know, that that makes me want to go harder as well, you know. Um, and the support, you know, everybody donating and, you know, everybody, you know, doing fundraisers, that, that just means a lot, you know, just having that support you know, because, you know, I don't have a million dollars to, you know, you know, help me through this all. And them, you know, giving their last pennies to help me out, that, that's just a lot of love right there. And I appreciate everybody for that. Hey, Bobby, good to hear from you. Uh, Scott Rich, you'll be on deck. A uh, question I guess maybe both of you guys can answer. Is there something physically that, that Bobby's been able to do up to this point that, Maybe they didn't think he'd be able to do uh, only a year after his injury. Yeah, I mean, I've been told I'm going against the odds. Even when I was in the hospital, uh, at Shirley Ryan, you know, I had a therapist pull me to the side and said, you know, they, nobody thought I'd be moving this quickly or even in a manual, I mean, yeah, manual chair, pushing myself around. And they just told me, you know, whatever goal you have, just keep it because they didn't expect this to be this soon. So, you know, I, and when somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm, I'll, I'll prove them wrong and show them I'll be able to do it. It might take me a couple of tries, but I'm gonna do it. To, to piggyback on that, I'll tell you when, when the accident first happened and we, we transitioned into a different hospital, uh, they said that we need to lay out some realistic expectations. And I, I said, no, you don't. You don't know who you're getting your hands on here. I said, you better raise your expectations pretty quick. And then we moved him up to, to Shirley Ryan and we had that same conversation. And I said it again. And I said, you better raise your expectations because he's, he's wired differently. And, and to his, again, to his testament, we moved him back down to campus and we had that same conversation. 
again, I said, we need to continue to raise that bar. You better raise your expectations because we don't, we don't live under those same limitations. And he, again, he does it on a daily basis. That's who he is. And, and he's going to push the envelope with everybody. He'll make everybody else around him better. He's going to get the best out of himself. Okay. Uh, Scott Ritchie and then uh, Marley, you're on deck. Hey, Bobby, um, it's good to talk with you. I was just curious, do you think back much about the accident and maybe the the time immediate after that at all? I mean, is that was that ever into your mind? Uh, I mean, I just think about where where I was when I couldn't, you know, barely raise my hand or anything like that. But other than that, like, you know, it's just pushing forward. Um, I try not to, you know, remember <laughs> what happened, you know, a year ago or you know, any of that, because I, I want to think positive. I don't want to have no negative thoughts. I guess I may have a follow-up. Uh, you talked about, you know, the support you gotten from the coaches and the staff, and just how important have your teammates been, you know, in this past year, just you know, just maybe just in being there for you? And then also, what do you feel like maybe you've been able to, to help them with, even if you weren't, you know, playing this, this past season, but, you know, just to maybe as a motivator? Uh, just seeing me in the shoes I am um, and, you know, me being there, you know, trying to cheer them on, I think help them um, take their, their game to another level. And, you know, having my the team I have now, I wouldn't trade them for anything. Um, you know, they've been very supportive and, you know, they know I'm going to work and I know they'll work. You know, we got each other's backs and, you know, they've been – some of them spending the nights in the hospital when I was in Chicago, you know, taking the time out there uh, Fridays or Saturdays or even Sundays to come see me. Uh, it meant a lot to me. You know, I didn't have to always be in the hospital by myself, even though my mom was there and my family was always there with me. You know, you know, seeing some of the guys come, you know, just five, ten minutes, you know, I, it felt, you know, it was just a blessing to me to, you know, have my coaches and teammates and trainers come come check me out, just see how I was doing, see where I was with everything. And, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Okay, Marley and then Steve Greenberg's on deck. So the first couple weeks, you know, I, w I was kind of, uh, I wasn't really in my, my, my right mindset, you know. Uh, you know, I was on a lot of medicine, but, um, you know, my family kept coming. It was like, you know, you know, you're, you're special. You, you gotta work. You gotta, you gonna get through this. And, you know, my family spending the night with me. And, you know, when I first seen how, how much weight I lost, it, it, it did something to me where I wanted to, you know, get back to, you know, being that, that big dude on campus, you know, and, you know, not being used to this, uh, you know, it just made me want to go harder to get back to being on my feet, being independent, you know, so. Yeah, uh, I lost 70 pounds and um, now I'm at 260. So this is the most weight I ever weighed, but I mean, it's not all bad weight. So I'm thankful for that. And um, I'm uh, actually on a diet, trying to trim it down a little bit, so. 
Thank you. Okay, Steve Greenberg and then uh, Jim Cotter after that. I'm Hi, there. Bobby. Um, first, I, I, I want to know if anyone can sort of tell us where Bobby's at now, what his condition is now, what we should write or how we should put it. And then, and then I have a follow-up. Can, can anybody answer that for us? I think that's a Jeremy question, maybe a little bit can help with that. Yeah, Stephen, he uh, he had a spinal cord injury, uh, and and uh, from a progression wise, uh, I tell you he's he's far ahead of schedule in, in terms of what we're what he's trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. So, um, not to get into greater detail after that, um, I would tell you every day. Um, Every day is, is he continues to, to break down another barrier and accomplish another new goal. So I tell you, um, I, any, any goal that we continue to set for him, uh, he will obtain it. So someday when, when he talks about all of those, someday I, we'll have another whole conversation, maybe a year from now, two years from now, what that looks like. We don't know, but um, we'll have a, I, down the road, we'll have another conversation about all the goals that he continues to accomplish. Okay, and that and for Bobby, uh, have there been moments, milestones, or just uh, epiphanies? You know, any moments for you, something you were able to do, something you thought of, something somebody said that you really uh, rallied around yourself that were the most important things that have happened for you in this year since? Anything jump to mind? Uh, you know, one thing that. You know, that's always been in the back of my head since I got hurt was God gives his um, hardest battles to his strongest warriors. And, you know, that was the reason why I got hurt. And, you know, you know anybody else, is, I don't think everybody can handle it this as I am. So, you know, I'm grateful that I'm still here and able to get strong every day. And uh, I'm grateful to have you know, my family, my mom, and, you know, my my team, and, you know, the whole Illini nation, you know, behind me, you know, and, you know, it's going to, it's going to happen. Okay, uh, Jim Cotter, and then uh, Patrick, after that. Bobby, I know you spent quite a bit of time up in Chicago at rehabbing at the hospital and uh, your teammates and coaches that would come up and visit you from time to time surely uh, lifted your spirits. What was your feeling like when you finally got back down to campus and was around those guys on a more regular basis? Oh, it felt great. You know, being out of the hospital, you know, just being in a, in my, uh, not my territory, but, you know, my my environment that I was used to, it felt great. And then, you know, going to see them lift and run, like, and, you know, going to a couple of meetings, you know, being around the coaches, it, it felt good because, you know, I was finally out of the hospital. It's, it's been forever. So it felt great, you know. And then being in there, everybody wants to, you know, see how I'm doing it. It felt great. And as a brief follow-up question to uh, that, upon your first view of uh, the Smith Center, when you finally were able to go in there, what was your view, uh, initial reaction on that since you hadn't seen it with everybody else? 
Oh, well, my first thought was where my picture at because uh, all the other guys had pictures everywhere on the big screen and all that. But, I mean, other than that, it, it, it was amazing. Um, you know, seeing the old, you know, the old, um, you know, football uh, locker room and everything, and then seeing the new one, it, it is, it's amazing. It was great. And it, I had to take a moment and look at my locker. Uh, I mean, it was just mind-blowing to me. I haven't seen anything that nice. So it was a blessing to be there and seeing everything. I love that place. Okay, Patrick, you're up. And then Mark Pearson from Channel 17 will be after that on deck. Thanks. Bobby, a lot of people going through some diver uh, adversity right now with the pandemic. What is something you'd say to your teammates or people who are just having a hard time right now to keep on going and, and fight the adversity? You know, it's a reason for everything. And um, hard times don't last forever, uh, you know. There's people out there that has things worse than them. Um, so, I mean, just be grateful for what you got going on and keep pushing through it. You know, it won't last forever. Um, and just find something throughout your day that, you know, that's positive, that's going to keep you going. You know, got to stay hungry. You got to gotta keep that juice. That's all I say Okay, Mark Pearson, followed by Mike Pearson. We'll get the Pearsons out. <laughs> hey, Bobby, I uh, hope all is well. Uh, my question is, uh, what was the most difficult thing that you've had to deal with mentally or physically, uh, you know, while overcoming this during rehab? Uh, so when I, when I got hurt, I didn't know what this injury was. I didn't know it was going to take, you know, some time to get back to where I want to be so you know that went once a month or two went by I was like wow it's gonna it's gonna take longer than I I expected so that that's a hard thing and I'm sorry what was this other thing no yeah you you hit that perfectly it just what was the most hard thing to kind of you know comprehend and, and deal with during the rehab process so no you hit that right on the head thank you oh thank you Mark, did you have a follow-up? Nope, I'm all set. Thank you. Okay, Mike Pearson and then Julian Darnell, if you have a question. Hey, Bobby, it's good to see you. Uh, uh, you, you know, you aren't the first uh, person to have to go through something like this. Uh, the Most recently, um, um, Ryan Chazier, formerly of, of Ohio State and, uh, and now the Steelers, he had a serious injury uh, uh, somewhat into the 2017 season. And I just saw an article recently three years later he's talking about playing football again I, it, it, do you follow other athletes uh, who have who have gone through what you're going through right now no because everybody's accidents are different um i don't want to look at someone else's and you know they they might not be making the gains i'm looking for it so i kind of just try to focus on myself and you know just just keeping positive thoughts, you know, just, you know, one day at a time, you know, as long as I'm getting better, you know, better than yesterday or the day before yesterday, you know, that's all I, all I look for. Can, can I ask uh, Jeremy a follow-up? Uh, the U of I has been a pioneer in the area of rehabilitation, uh, you know, for half a century. Uh, 
or more. Have, has uh, Bobby or have you been working with the Nugent, the folks at the Nugent Center uh, across campus? You know, when uh, when we when the, all of this first happened and we started our planning process, uh, it was hard to to not think. You know, what what a, a better place for this for Bobby to be than than uh, Champagne uh, between the Dres Center. Um, and Nugent, we have we uh, this campus is surrounded with with amenities to help him succeed, uh, short term, but as as well as long term in life. So, uh, as we go through this and he continues to stride, yes, there are different entities that that we have reached out to on campus that are that are have been more than willing to provide great resources to uh, to Bobby in his transition. Yeah, thanks, guys. Okay, Julian, and then uh, Rob McCauley on deck. Thanks, Ken. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Well, how's it going? Excellent. Bobby, um, how did the current pandemic, the COVID-19, how did that impact uh, your rehab? And what did you have to go through as far as rehabbing in the midst of a pandemic like this? Well, I mean, this, uh, this virus, you know, it... Uh, took a toll on me because um, it slowed everything down. You know, I had a few things that um, I was looking forward to doing, but the virus slowed everything down. And then also, you know, with this virus, it it, it makes everyone kind of nervous for me to go out to, you know, my therapy sessions because, yeah, uh, you know, just with this whole thing, it, it's, it's scary, but I'm not trying to let it slow me down because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better every day. Can I ask a follow-up, kid? Can I ask a follow-up, kid? Bobby, I have a follow-up for you. Uh, there's a saying, make your mess your message. What is your message as far as what's happened to you this past year? Um, my message is never a failure, always a lesson. Um, and, you know, everything that happened through this whole thing is just making me stronger. And I want to just show everybody that, you know, anything is possible. Um, everything happens for a reason um, and just always have, you know, an open mind to, you know, more than just one thing. Don't put your mind just on one thing. Um, just always have a backup plan and, you know, just, just try to be the best person you could be. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Rob. Just, just uh, so everybody knows what DREZ is. So DREZ on the University of Illinois campus stands for the Disability Resources and Educational Services. And um, it's part of the Nugent, Tim Nugent's uh, center. All that's part of DREZ. Am I correct on that, Jeremy? You've got it. Okay, Rob McCauley, um, and then uh, Mariah will be after that. I've been uh, following Bobby along just like everybody else and, and really surprised by all of your uh, accomplishments so far. 
I, I sort of have two questions about that. One, uh, Mike Pearson already sort of started off because he's still the best, but I wonder if you're participating in any maybe experimental uh, therapies. And, and I assume because medicine has come so far in the last hundred years, you're probably going to be walking again because uh, you're so young. But, but what are some of the, the things that you have going for you that maybe Christopher Reeve didn't 20, 25 years ago? Um, right now we're, we're, we're looking into everything we're, but you know, um, seeing these new, these new things happening for people with spinal cord injuries, we're, we're just trying to see what, what's out there and see what could be best for me. Um, but other than that, uh, we're just, we're just going to keep pushing forward until, you know, we find the best thing. And the other half of that is although I've been paying close attention, I don't know what actually happened to you in the water or whether you talk about that or whether you yourself know exactly what happened. And do you have any pointers for water safety for all the kids who've been inspired by you? Uh, I guess just be careful and, um, you know, be, be responsible and just be careful. Okay, thanks. We'll go with Mariah and then Shannon, uh, Ryan will be on deck. Hi, Bobby, good to see you're doing well. Um, so a lot of the times you find that people who go through traumatic events in their life uh, see the negative right away, but then they look back and they see that maybe their life needed change at that moment. And with football aside, just looking at who you were as a person, did you feel that your life was on a different trajectory at that time and the accident shifted that in a better way? I mean, just, uh, I just feel like more doors open for me. Um, but, you know, life doesn't stop because you got hurt or, you know, things changed. Um, so I can't just, you know, be negative, you know, time still is going, so. I got to make the best of it uh, and try to, you know, get back to where I want to be and, you know, just keep pushing. And just going off that, any injury is obviously detrimental for any athlete in whatever position that they are. And we can obviously see that physically you have um, been working tremendously to rehabilitate yourself. But what about the inside, the mental aspect? the changes that have come along with this physical struggle? How have you experienced mental struggles and maybe improvement mentally? It, it, made, it made me stronger uh, mentally. Um, and it made me think of different things that maybe I wasn't thinking of when before I got hurt. But um, it, I mean, it, it has been challenges, but um, I feel like it's making me, it's, it's making me like more of a, you know, more matured and more wiser, I feel. Thank you. Shanna Ryan and, uh, uh, Bob Rosenthal after that. Okay. I have two questions if it's okay. Um, thanks for talking to everybody today, Bobby. I was wondering if you could tell us what you do remember about what happened the day of your accident and maybe, you know, your, your memories of that and what doctors told you after that. 
Um, I'm not really able to speak on the accident, but um, I just, you know, my mom was just telling me um, how special I am because what the, the, the surgeons told her um, that I've just been beating the odds ever since because, uh, you know, with this injury and the way I, you know, broke things or fractured things, um, uh, it didn't look too good for me. And, you know, everyone's still surprised how far I'm, I've come this fast. Um, I think one of a really memorable part of the season, um, you would see the your teammates seem like almost every after every game or big wins talking to you on FaceTime after games. Can you describe one of those conversations, what it was like for you and just kind of what stood out to you or what, what you remember about a certain one of those calls? Uh, maybe my favorite one was probably when we beat Wisconsin just because, you know, I, uh, he, you know, I was calling everybody trying to, trying to get in on it and you know Io he called me and I was like thank god somebody called me and everybody's just like this one's for you and you know it, it just felt good that they let me in on the fun because I, I didn't know who to call because I knew everybody was dancing and turning up mm -hmm. but when one of them called me it just felt great and then I don't know that, that felt great you know and then each week every time we won you know, either I would call somebody before they turned up or or somebody would call me. And I mean, that that just felt great. You know, people in the hospital are looking at me like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, we won, like, let's go. And I'm seeing everybody with the, like their juices flowing. It just felt too good. All right, a lot of good stuff there from Bobby and just uh, from talking to him and, you know, the hour that we did today, you can really gather that he is a strong-willed um, and determined person that is just going against all odds and the progress that he's made is incredible. He has videos up on his uh, Twitter page that is kind of been documenting his progress throughout this time, which is um, really cool to see. So um, another positive thing is that sports are kind of – inching their way back uh, into society one way or another. And I think it's starting this week with uh, the Illinois Athletic Department um, allowing athletes back on campus starting June 3rd. So they made uh, the announcement this morning, and we spoke to Illinois Athletic Director Josh Whitman about this plan. Um, so pretty much the premise of it is that uh, they're going to kind of stagger how athletes um, are going to return to campus. So it's going to start with football players and um, men's basketball players coming back to campus, but in small groups. So the way that they described it was that uh, the first kind of tier of student athletes to return will be um, the returning players. Then they'll go to um, the incoming freshmen, incoming first-year athletes. And then the bottom tier will be athletes that were maybe in a hot spot for um, the COVID-19 um, virus just to ensure everybody's safety. Now, 
They're hoping to have volleyball, soccer, and women's basketball back on campus in July. Um, and so pretty much, you know, they want to ensure the safety of everyone. They're going to um, include an initial COVID-19 test as well as, um, you know, ongoing testing for the virus, quarantines as need be. And uh, Josh Whitman said that they're taking a lot of um, ideas from other organizations that are attempting to do the same thing. So uh, leagues like the NBA, the NFL that are trying to, to come back and and do some type of training. Um, that's what Josh Whitman um, is trying to do. He's getting ideas from them as well as, uh, you know, local health officials and um, other professional organizations. He's talked to, obviously, the um, Illinois Sports Medicine Department to get some guidance on how to move forward with this. And uh, just talking to him for a little bit, he said that this is just kind of a hope, um, just, just a beacon of hope for sports fans everywhere that will be able to to continue um you know, moving on into the fall. Obviously nothing has been set in stone yet, but I think this is, in my opinion, a good step forward um just for trying to get sports back into um, society. Now, another important piece of this plan is that um Illini athletes are um it's, it's on a voluntary basis. So the Illini athletes won't have to come back to campus if they don't feel safe and if they don't want to. These aren't mandatory workouts that the coaches are telling them to come back. Coaches initially won't even be allowed back considering these are just you know, just some sort of off-season training workout. So it's really only going to be things um, in the weight room. They're not really going to be, uh, you know, getting on the court or the field, uh, touching balls, anything like that. So um, here's a little bit of what uh, Josh Whitman had to say this afternoon. Clearly is an important step. It's, an, it's a step we're excited about. Um, you know, we're, we're not in any way the only sports organization doing this. And we, we've seen it now in a number of different professional sports settings. We've seen it from a, a variety of colleges and universities here over the last several days, in particular, making announcements of, of various plans. And like I said, I, I know for, for a fact that many of our peers across the Big Ten are also developing theirs and, and close to uh, putting something in place that, that looks very similar in terms of timing. Um, but I, I do think, you know, we always want to be on the front end in terms of, of providing leadership and, and, and a model uh, that, that others can, can follow. And we think at the University of Illinois, given um, the, the great strengths that we have in the sciences, our new Carl Illinois College of Medicine, uh, a lot of the, the relationships that we've formed across uh, our, our community and, and across uh, industry, we think that we're in a position to um, really to your, use your term, I think, shine a light on how to do things, how to be innovative, how to be um, uh, at the front of the pack when it, when it comes to uh, using technology and, and uh, collaboration to identify uh, solutions to hard problems. And, and certainly we've seen that play out time and again over the university's history. And uh, if this is another example of that, then I, I think that's something that the university can be proud of. And we have Josh Whitman's full interview on our website. If you want to watch the whole hour-long interview, it is uh, available. So that'll do it today for the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast, and we'll see you here next week.